So Kutei Sichas Parshim Sasavim of Chelek Yudalim. We're going to be doing the first Sicha. This Sicha is going to be really showing us the importance of identifying properly the subject and the object in the Pasuk. And by correctly identifying them, it gives us a much greater understanding and an appreciation and the depth of what the Pasuk is really trying to tell us. So let's start. It says that Hashem will separate, if, if, if the person or the nation does not do what Hashem wants, Hashem will separate them for bad. And they will come upon them all the curses that are written in this Torah. So Rashi quotes the words, which are which means uh, which are written in this Torah, the Sefer Torah, and is mafarish. He says the Maila who Oimer the Sefer Hatayra Hazoyis Gam Kol Choyli V'Kol Makav V'Goimer. It says earlier in Parshas Nesavim we have a very similar pasuk, and over there it says the Sefer Hatayra Hazoyis. Um, so the question we're going to ask is: Our pasuk says the Sefer Hatayra Hazay, which is masculine. Hazay is a masculine term. Hazoyis is feminine. So why in our parsha does it say Besefer Tayrazah, and the prior parsha it says Besefer Tayrazah and then Rashi quotes the beginning of that pasuk. It says over there Gam Kol Choyli V'Chol Makav V'Goimer that every sickness and every plague, etc., which are which are not even not written in this Torah, Hazois will be put upon you if the Yidden do not fall in the ways of Hashem. So he says like this. He says Hazois is Lashon Nekeva Musav Al so he says, he first gives a very, he gives you the grammar, the, the reasoning over there. He says, over there, the word hazois is, is conjuncted to the word hatayra. Uh, so hatayra is lashanakeva. Therefore, hatayra hazois, it makes sense that they're both lashanakeva. While over here, the word hazet is actually going back on the word hasefer. So it's hasefer hazet. So just like sefer is lashon zachar, therefore hazet is lashon zachar. So he's giving a very basic interpretation so far, just basically according to the rules of grammar. Hazois is lashon nekeva, therefore it goes on the word hatayra. While in this week's parsha, when it says hazet, we're referring to the sefer, therefore it's lashon zachar. And the Rebbe, of course, will explain the importance of that. He says, but, but the Rashi continues with proofs. He says, He says, through the, 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 uh, the cantillation notes, we can see that they're split into two different lashainas, um, two different um, expressions. He says, He says, in last week's parsha, in the parsha Saklalas, he says, the cantillation of the trap, which is called Tatibcha, and the purpose of a tipcha is to separate that word from the next word. So the word hatipcha is put on the word basefer to tell you that basefer is its own words. So it says basefer, tipcha, meaning, you know, comma. And then it says hatayur hazoi. So clearly the word hatayur hazoi are um, connected to each other. Bekan hatipcha nesunatachas hatayur. Nimsasefer tayra dvukim zelazeh. But over here, the word the tipcha is actually put under the word hatayra. So it's sefer hatayra, comma hazeh. So hatayra is basically just explaining what type of sefer it is. Sefer hatayra, the, 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 the sefer tayra, hazeh, which is this one. 
Therefore, the word that comes after Sefer HaTorah is Alashen Zacher, because the word Hazez is actually going on the word Hasefer, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah is really two words which are one. So a Torah is just explaining what type of Sefer it is. But the main, what's the object of the Pasuk? The object of the Pasuk is the word Sefer, and Torah is just describing what type of Sefer it is. Masha Enkin and Parshas Kisobe by Parshas Aklalis, we're saying the object of, the, of, of that Parsha is actually the word HaTorah. Therefore it says HaTorah Hazars. Bye. Tzarech lahavin lama matik minakas of the hacha gam teva. He says, the question number one is, why over here is he quoting, Rashi is quoting the word Haksuva? The question of Rashi is really just on the words, and unlike last week's Parsha where it says, why are you putting down the word Haksuva? Well, Chayr has no, he's not coming to explain what that word means. And a look at R4, he says, Rashi quotes a word in his Divra Maschal for one of three reasons. Either because it's connected to the question, or it's because it's connected to the answer, or it's to be shoylul, another answer that you could have given. So really the question the Rebbe is asking, the word haksuva in this Divra Maschal, for which one of these three reasons is a broad end. So base. He says, Kevin Shirashi, Mitsaina, Villa Maila Hu Aimer, Umati Katevis Pasefer Hatarazis, Hakfar you do a la eza kosov miskavin, Villomalahatikam Haskolosakosov, Gam Kol Khaili Gomer. He says, also from the pos the the, the second Pasik in Parshus Kisov, he says Rashi quotes it. And it's just going back to Rashi, it says like this says Lamaila Hu Aimer Rashi starts off as different masculine saying that earlier it said the words of Sefer Tairzais. And then Rashi does something very interesting. He then quotes the beginning of the Pasuk. Sefer Tairzais is at the end. And then he goes back and quotes the beginning. And then the Pasuk ends with Sefer Tairzais. So why is he quoting the beginning of the Pasuk? It says Sefer Tairzais. You don't need. Right? We already know which Pasuk it's referring to because it says Sefer Tairzais. So why are you quoting now the beginning? And he says, if for, there's some type of reason that we need to also have the beginning of the Pasuk, and Rashi has to quote it afterwards, then he should have just said, Why does he quote five words from the Pasuk? Just quote three. That's it. Also, he does something interesting, is that he first quotes the end of the Pasuk of Sefer Tarazais, and then only afterwards he gives you, tells you the beginning. He tells you the beginning, meaning as if you need this Pasuk in order to tell you, uh, you know, to know which, where is Rashi, is going back on which Pasuk is he referring to, and therefore you need to mention also the beginning of the Pasuk, shouldn't you have done it in the correct order? That is usually the Derech of Rashi. Um, the Rebbe does point out in R2 and R6 that there are other prints of Rashi that Taka do uh, put it in the, the order of the Pasuk. So the Rashi that the Rebbe is quoting is the more common print of Rashi, but the Rebbe does point out that there are certain prints that does put it in the correct order. 
But even with that explanation, the Rebbe says he doesn't understand why it quotes the entire Pasuk. So that's really more part of question two. Uh, those other girsois quote the entire Pasuk. says, Gam kol choyli, v'gam kol maka, v'asher laikosuv, v'sefer tahir hazois. Uh, it quotes literally the entire Pasuk. Why does it quote the entire Pasuk? It should have just quoted the first few words. Gam kol And then go to the end, v'sefer tahir hazois. So even that, that, those, other, the, those other Rashis that put it in the correct order, it still has that other issue is, why are you quoting the entire Pasuk? Really, you just need a, you know, the first few words and go straight to v'sefer tahir hazois. Dalit. Mahi kvanis rashi kushu chaiser litsainis apasak shalomaila shakasa parshas aklala satipcha vechulu. He says at the end, Rashi goes back and he explains what, what he's referring to. He says, uh, he gives a proof. He says, how do I, basically he's saying, how do I know that Hazois is going back on the word of Taira? So he proves it from the trap. But Rashi says like this, he says, he says, aide piso kataimim hein nechlakim lashday lashaynis. He says, through the trap, you see that they're being divided into two expressions. He says, In the parshas of Kalalis. So the question is, why does Rashi need to say where, which, where he's referring to? We already know where he's referring to because he just said, Just like at the beginning of Rashi, it says, So obviously, all you need to do again is to say, Why does he have to all of a sudden be Mitzayi and make it more clear by saying parshas of Kalalis? And the Rebbe's words, he says, He says, if there's some type of reason why you need to, be, you need to um, show where this Pasuk is, where, where the Pasuk is coming from, then he should have showed, he should have brought the beginning and the Tuchen of that Parsha right at the beginning. And if the first time all you need to do is to know where the Pasuk is, you just say, and you'll figure it out. Where does it say these words? Figure it out. And you don't need to say where it is that's in Parsha Saklalis. So, he says, so if the first time you, all you need to tell you where it's from, it says, Lamaila, Stam, so for sure the second time it should just say Lamaila, or it could use the words Sham, just like anyways it's going to be doing what it says, Khan. The end of Rashi says, but here in our situation, it doesn't say here in Parshas Nitzavim. No, all it says is Khan, and we know what it's referring to. So, why does he have to put in the words Parshas Akhlalis? Also, the actual answer of Rashi needs explanation. He says, he gave a good answer. Fine. So we know the answer of Pitiktuk. But the Shaila is, this itself needs a reasoning. Why taka does the pasik change what the object of the pasik, of, of, of the of the pasik is? Over there the object is hataira, while over here the object of the pasik is hasefer. Why? Why does it change what the object is? The uh, there there's no difference. So clearly, obviously, there is a difference, and that's what we're going to uh, explain. Sif base. V'yuvin kol rashi. So we understand this with one more diak. He says, "Lachayra ain't sarch lahakshuf because of the dom and they astir because of acher. Ki be pasig zat atzmoi kasha kasvei hazel lashon zacher kevish shateus atayra. 
He says, we don't need to ask about our Pasuk from some other Pasuk in Parashat Sasabim. He says, in our Pasuk itself, it doesn't make sense. Why? Because the Pasuk says, The word Hazah is adjacent to the word Hatayra. So, Pashat, the word Hazah, should be going on the word Hatayra. But Hatayra is Lashon Akeva, so it's a steer in the Pasuk. It says Hatayra, which is Lashon Akeva, and it says Hazah, which is Lashon Zachar. It's using the two different, uh, uh, two different tenses. There's no question over there. Over there, it makes sense. A Torah Zois is Meduyik. It does make sense. And it's not together as some type of Lashon, which is, could be learned in two different ways. That we don't have any Achra. It could be this way or that way. On the contrary, Pashib Shat, meaning is, it's not like it could be, what's the correct way of saying it? Should it be B'Sefer HaTayur HaZois? Or should it be B'Sefer HaTayur HaZah? And there's really, you could do it either way, and either way makes more sense. That's not true. The way that makes more sense is B'Sefer HaTayur HaZois, because the word HaZois is next to the word HaTayur. And then Rashi could have answered, oh, the reason why it says Hazet, because it's not going on the word Hatayr, it's really going on the word Hasefer, and therefore it makes sense the Lashon. But Parsh, he doesn't even need to bring Parsha Savi. There's no question on Parsha Savi, because Parsha Savi makes sense. You don't need an answer for it. It's Muduik. It's supposed to be Hasefer Torah Hazais. So that's the Rebbe's question is, why is Rashki asking his question as if there's like a, like a, a steer in these two psukim? It's, he should have just asked it from our Pasuk itself, L'chaira, that it does, the, the Lashon that, that uh, our, our Pasuk is using uh, doesn't fit. He says, Ula gufa muvan He says, but if you, from, the, from the continuation, from the Hemshech of our Pasuk, from the context of our Pasuk, we can see that there's no real question. This question the Rebbe just asked is not really a question. Why? He says, He says, if you look at the Pasik, it says also the word Haksuva. And this, is, of course, answer, we're going to be answering the, one of our questions that why does Rashi bring this Divramaskal question one? Why does Rashi bring the Divramaskal word Haksuva? He's saying because Haksuva is basically coming to answer this question. He says, The Subject of our pasuk is the writing. He says the subject of our parsha is talking about writing. What do you write? What do you write in? You write in a sefer. So the obviously the object of our pasuk is definitely hasefer. The subject is the writing. So you're writing as we're saying that all the curses that are written in the sefer should you know will will, will be put upon you as the pasuk says. And it's clear when it says Torah, just describing what type of sefer it is. All the curses are written in this sefer hatayra. This sefer of teachings. So Torah is just really describing what type of sefer it is. But clearly the object of our Pasuk is the word Hasefer. Therefore, Rashi does not need to ask, oh, our Pasuk doesn't make sense. How could Hazeh, which is Lashon Zachar, and then you have the Torah, which is Lashon Akever, you know, it's a stira. If you just read the Pasuk, uh, you know, Pshutish Mikra, anybody, even a five-year-old, will realize that 
uh, what the object is, and therefore he'll realize that the word should be hazeh. So what's bothering Rashi? The bothering Rashi is that earlier on in Parshas Kisavai, it also uses the Lashon of Kosovo. Over there it says uh, that even all the curses that are not written in this Torah will also come upon you. Even all the all curses, every sickness and every curse that's not written in this Torah, will come upon you. So over there also uses the Sloshan of Kaisif, but over there we're saying that the object is Hatayra, and he uses the Sloshan Hazais. So why over here, basically, where it says Hakasuv, it's, you know, it's clearly the object is a Sefer, but over there it uses the same type of words, but clearly the object is going to be Hatayra, not Hasefer. The Chayra in both places, the object should have been Hasefer. So basically, the question that Rashi has is, is not where does Hazois or Hazeh go on. That's obvious. The real question is that L'chayr and Parshik Sisava, he doesn't understand why the Pasik is making the Torah the object and therefore using the word Hazois. The question is, why is it using the word Hazois? I know Hazois is going on a Torah, Pashat, but why? We, we, why is the Pasik doing it in, 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 in that way? So Rashi explains, because over there it says every sickness and every plague, therefore um, it uses the word Hazois, which is Lashon Akeva, because it's going on the word Taira. Masha'inkin over here, it says Zachar, Lashon Zachar, Hazah, which is Lashon Zachar, because it's going on a Sefer. Again, he didn't explain it yet. Hainu. Ki lamayla ha'ikr ba'pasaki ha'tayra, ba'hachach l'zeh, hu mitzan reish l'kara, gam kol chayli b'chol ma'ke b'goymer. He says, from the words, gam kol chayli b'chol ma'ke b'goymer, from those words, that proves that the object of the Pasuk is Hatayra, not the word HaSefer. So even though it says Kosuf, which is not written in the Sefer, the, 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 the purpose is not the, the object is not the actual Sefer, it's Hatayra, uh, as we're going to explain. So that's the proof. So right now all we've known is, is, is basically just giving us, that Rashi is giving us a proof that we know for sure what the object is. Now we're going to explain why that is, because we have to look at the context of that parsha. He says, He says, understood the idea of curses and rebuke. The simple idea is to warn the Bnei Yisrael that they have to listen to and, and to do the Torah mitzvahs. So the more stringent and the more scary the, the warning is, that will add in the fear of committing any type of avera. So the Rebbe writes Bepashtas, right? Because of course, Api Hasidus, there's much deeper in Yonin what's going on over here, as we know that um, really all the curses are blessings and it's deep levels in Avedis Hashem. But Bepashtas, Chutesh Mikra, uh, the, the idea is Hashem's giving these Kalalas, in a sense, to keep the Yidin on the correct path. So therefore, Therefore, when the Pasuk and Parshik says that even all the sicknesses and every plague which is not even written in the Torah, all of these things I'm going to put in. Meaning is, we just had a long Parsha, but all the curses, and then we finish off that even things that I didn't even write about, 
but they're just around in the world. They're just somewhere in the world that you can find this plague or this sickness. Uh, that's also going to come upon you. So the kvan is, of course, to, to terrify them even more. So noisav al kol hakasav ba richus gedoyle lefneza hina yatoisav gam asher laikasav al v'yalem. Meaning, is in addition to everything that's written earlier, Hashem's also going to do this stuff. Not just some of the things that uh, some of the sicknesses and dangers in the world will come upon you. Whatever you can put into this thing, put it in. It's the scariest thing possible. Everything you can imagine can come upon you. Uh, look at R11. He says, especially, he says, this is the whole kavana of Parshas Kisave. Because remember, there's two Parshas of curses. There's Parshas Bechukhoisa, which there are 48 curses. And then there's Parshas Kisave, which has 98 curses. So why, what's the purpose of Kisave? It's to add, to scare them even more. They already had a Parsha of, of, of Bechukhoisa, but clearly that's not enough. And Moshe being felt... He needed to do it a second time and add even more curses to scare them more. So therefore, this pasuk is coming to as a hemshech to all of that. After all these ninety-eight things, still there's more things to be scared of. Hine, the sefer shinyanish who kasuv yishtvam hanichtavim beferish yishtvam shenil madim hanichta beferish kibuchlalahe. He says in a sefer there's two types of messages that are there. There's first of all the things which are clearly written. And then there's also the types of messages and things you can learn uh, from, you know, between the lines. They're inferred. They're, they could be inference. Uh, it could be inferred from the, what the uh, discussion is. Um, but it's included there. So, He says, and even these things which are not clearly written, but you learn out because there's an extra letter, there's an extra word, there's a steer between two psukim, whatever it is, all these different things that you're able to learn from the psukim, that's part of the kavana of the pas. Not like uh, you figured it out and that wasn't the kavana of Hashem. No, this that it's there, the kavana, we, the kavana was always that you should be able to learn this thing from there. And there it brings a proof of this idea. Kavuvin calls them a pierce rashi, Masha Nichtav, Ashanamar, Shaksapti La Raisam, called Hayan Mitzis, Bechlal, Eser Sedibris. Af Shrakaleim Nemer Ksafti says, Aluchas Evan, Bahatera Mitzvah, Shaksafti La Raisam. So the Luchas Evan and the Tara Mitzvah said, I wrote to teach you. So Lachaira, the Luchas Evan, the Luchas only had 10 Dibris on it. So what do you mean the Tara and the, 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 the Mitzvah which I wrote? There's only 10 Dibris that were written. So Rashi explains because within the ten dibris which are in the luchais, all the taryang mitzvahs are included in there. Meaning is from the different letters, there's hints and durshan that you're able to learn out everything there. So what do we see? That you use the expression of ksafti even for things which are able to be learned out, beremes. That's also included in the actual ksiva. V'chein. Gam parsha savik sh'aymi sh'yitaysav ala kasav v'sefer tayrak v'anasik sh'yitaysav gam al zeh. So basically, in other words, in a pasuk, we're saying there's two parts. There's what's written klar, and then there's what the hayra that you can learn from it. So if you look at the words besefer hatayra, the word besefer, if the object is sefer hatayra, the subject is sorry, the object is the sefer. So what we're referring to is what's written. While if you, the object is hatayra, it's a safe, it's hatayra, it's an idea of lessons, things that you can learn from. Um, the safer. The object is actually the what uh, the the the, the tire. It's just where is this tire written? The tire is written in a safer, but the main point is not a safer. 
So therefore, in Parshish Kisava, where the whole purpose is to, in a sense, we're saying to be Magdal the curses, what's going to be the object? We're, we're, we're trying to say that even things which are not written clearly in the Pasik, but things which are just Tyra, they're learned from the Pasik, that's not even that's not enough of the uh, uh, that's not even a, that's not even enough rather even things which are not learned from the pasuk and even things which are not learned from the Torah and the pasuk everything that you can find in this world is going to come upon you if you go against what Hashem wants so therefore the object of of Parshish is hasefer hatayra hazois because we're trying to express and to say that even things which are not included in hatayra meaning it wasn't even in the Torah even in the last in the remiza it's not even hinted in the Torah even those things are um, even those types of curses will come upon you. But can Adrab Hirahan Khalalis Bihakas of Iker, Shari Tehan Pasik Zel Hadalhaf Khad Khalaf Shari, Kanal, Khain Tevas a Tyra Iker, Mubin Shapir Mashim Saim Zalashan Hazais. He says therefore over here, on the contrary, he says that the lesson uh, which are which are included in the Kasif. The lessons are the main things, not the kasuf, but rather the hayraz, which are included in the kasuf, is, is the main idea. Because the purpose of our pasik is to be magdal, the hafchada, the, the fear as much as possible. And therefore the word hatayra is the main one. And that's why I use the lachan hazais to say that even things which are written in, seif hatayra hazais, written in a way of remiza, uh, which are not written in a way of remiza, meaning it's not even included as a remiz in the tayra, even those things will come upon you. And this is the difference between the two psukim. In our pasuk in Parshas Tzavim, it says the 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 content, the the uh, the toichin of what we're talking about over here. Um, is not machriach that the word hatayra is the main uh, uh, idea, is the main object. Therefore, you could explain the pas the pasuk kapshutai. It says aksuva besefer. And what type of sefer is this? This is tayra, a sefer tayra. So whatever is written in the tayra, all those things will come upon you. Because the purpose in this week's parsha is not to be magdil hafchada. That's not what we're trying to do. Masha Inkin earlier on, which was the parsha of the curses, that was. The idea which is to be magdil the hafchada, then of course the main word would be hatayra. Dalad. Avaladain in the maspik. Im ha yois shemateich naksuvim harshasavi muchach shatayra hua iker lachain kasav hazais. Upa parshasena iker hua besefa lachain kasav hazais. He says, even though from the toichin of the ksuvim, from the content of the psukim, it's clear that in parshas tavai, parshakisavi, the main idea is the tayra, therefore it uses azais. And in our parsha, the main idea is a safer, there it uses a lashon hazah, mikal makim kadeshalai lasis, makim litais. Pekusha, hayamasim yoyis luchtai parsha, saying the safer hazah, lahashmir tevis the tayra, move him a love, that is a safer maskavi. He says, in order not to make him a, make him a parsha savai, a tayra hazais, bashmatis be safer. He says, lachaira, it would have been better if the main point of our parsha is things that are written in the Sefer Hazat, it should just cut out the word Hatayra. We know which Sefer, when you say Sefer Hazat, everybody knows you're referring to the Sefer that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving to the Eden, the Sefer Hatayra. Obviously, that's what we're talking about. So just say the Sefer Hazat. And similarly, the other parsha. why do you have to say the Sefer Hatayra Hazat? Just cut out the word the Sefer and say all the curses which are even things, which any sickness and every maka which is not written in this Torah will come upon you. Why even put the word Sefer? Cut it out. He says, 
the Tosfu Tevis Eluk came there from Christ. Ule Medindi the Don Yesh Mokem Lakushezum Tzana Shinoi Bein Haksuvim Bein Haksuvim. He says even though regularly you can't ask. Oh, you know, you could have written the Torah without the word Pesefer because I would have known, obviously, it's talking about a Sefer Torah. I mean, Zachary, even without this, in a sense, one partial doing one thing and another partial doing another thing, you can, have, you can ask this question. If I know that the Sefer is a Sefer Torah, then why are you writing Sefer Torah? Just write the word Pesefer. He says that you're unable to ask because that is the Derech HaMikrois to, 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 to speak, in a sense. That is the way how the Torah refers to different things. It calls it a Sefer Torah. Um, the Rebbe doesn't explain why, but that's, he says that's, the way how the psukim work, and there could be for many reasons. I mean, especially if you go to Durush and Alpikasid, it's for sure. But even Pshutta Shemikra, this is what this object is called. But in our situation, since there's, there's already a Shinoi in, in between the base psukim, and we're changing things around, so once there's already a change, the Shaila is, why keep that word safer in last week's parasha, or Hatayra in this week's parasha, if it can give a mocking litois, right? Meaning if the Torah always used the same expression, fine. But over here, it's anyways changing it. Because Hazah and Hazois, they're different objects. So once you're making a change, then you can ask this question that, you know, just change it completely, that it's clear to what it's referring to. So Therefore Rashi, uh, adds, and he says that through the trop, uh, the pisuk of the trop, meaning is the cantillation notes, which signifies where a uh, part of the sentence finishes, it's very clear that these are two different parts of the sentence, and you have to put a comma in between. Meaning is there's no makim litois, there's no problem, there's no issue of a question. So you can't ask, why does it say besefer? L'chayr, you can have a, a question, and you can make a mistake about what the object is. He says, you're not going to make any object, make any mistakes. First of all, because you could just look at the trap and you can see what the object is. And as I said already earlier, the, the Rashi's question was never, you know, what is the object of this Pasuk? What's the object of that Pasuk? It's very clear from the Pasuk what the object is. His question really is, why are we changing it? In Parshish we should have kept the object as the same one. The Sefer should be always the object, and it should have said Sefer Hazat, also in last week's Parsha. So his question is, it should have said the Sefer Hazat in both places. But what the object is, is very, very clear, especially because of the trap. He said, this is also why Rashi stretches words of Parshish Aklalis. That's not to tell you where this Pasuk is from, rather it's to explain to you what the Teichen of that Parsha is. The Teichen of that Parsha is to try to make the Eden scared through the Klalis. Therefore, obviously, since the main purpose over there is to scare the Yidin, so if you understand the context and the, uh, the context of which the, where these words are being used, obviously it's also going to be, uh, the object will be the word Hatayra. So Jesus, they, that's what Rashi is saying. Parshas Aklalis, look at the context. Obviously, the word Hatayra is going to be the main one. So there's no reason why you, they, there would be a mistake. And there's therefore no reason for the Pasuk to change its regular style of writing. Of writing. So that answers all the questions that we've had. The first question was, why does Rashi quote the word Haksuva in his Divrahamaschal? So the explanation is, because that's to explain to you why there's no question in our Pasuk uh, on its own. That our, it's, this is really explaining what the question is, I should say. Meaning Rashi's trying to say the question is not what the object is and 
Lechayra, uh, how do I know Hazeh goes on, on the word, uh, you know, there's a Zen and it says a Torah and it doesn't make sense. He says that is very obvious what the object is because it says the word Haksuvah for sure, Safer is the object. The question is, why last week's Parsha do we not um, use the same type of uh, Lashon in the Pasuk? The second and third question is, why does Rashi need to, to quote Gam called Chayli and why is it out of order? So the reasoning is because he's trying to prove that what the, perp- the, the context of that parsha is. When it says, what's the context of that parsha? Over there, the context is, Therefore, I know that the word Hazais is going on a Torah because of the context of that parsha. And Dalid, why does Rashi have to write Paparsha Saklalis at the end? So that is also explained based on what we said, because Rashi is trying to explain to us why, um, what the context is in that Parsha, and therefore there's no reason for us to make, uh, meaning as, again, w- the question was why, do, first of all, this helps explain the general theme of Rashi, but in addition, it also proves to us and gives us added uh, explanation of why the parsha didn't need to take out the word hasefer in last week's parsha and why it didn't take out the word hatar in this week's parsha because it's very clear he's saying from the context what the object of the pasuk is. Just to make clearer what the answer for Gimel was is that the way how you read Rashi is now like this. He says it says in the pasuk. Uh, question mark. The question is why over here? Why over here? We understand why it says b'seifatayrza, but the question is why earlier on does it say b'seifatayrza's question mark? Rashi answers that it says over there gam because over there it's it's discussing in the context of the parsha is discussing the curses. Therefore, Hazois is Lashanakeva as Mustafa because since it's talking about the Chayli Vichalmaka, therefore Hazois, which is Lashanakeva, uh, is going back on Hatayra. Because again, we're talking about the context of the Pasik. The context of the Pasik is the curses to scare the Yidin. Therefore, the word Taira is the main object, and Hazois is going on the word Hatayra. Okay, let's go to the uh, the Yene Shal Taira. Hey, so Miyene Shal Taira Pirish Rashi Dilan. He says, He says, the Torah is all one Torah. Everything is one. So even though it says Torah Sai, which is a plural to say that there's two Torahs, in the sense that there's a Torah Shvich and then there's the Torah Shvapeh, and we also know there's the kalos, and then there's the chamuras, and it says you shouldn't be sitting and weighing the mitzvahs, meaning this one you know, is more important, this one's less important, and you have to be as zar in a mitzvah kalak chamur. From all these things, it seems like that it's you know, many different details in the Torah, and it's not one item. He says, But the point is, after all of that, all of them is the Ratzon of Hashem. Now, the Ratzon of Hashem is united with Hashem, and therefore, ultimately, it's one with Hashem. So, and Hashem, of course, is complete unity. Therefore, So, not only just we got originally with the Torah is, is, is one with the Torah and one with the Ratzon Hashem. No, it's even more than that. Even what a student will, many years later, was given at that time. 
Um, he says, and this actually needs to be the main reason why we fulfill the mitzvahs. It's not because we're getting reward or punishment, right? Even though in Parshas Kisavai and, and this week's Parsha, we're talking about the idea of punishment. Of course, the main idea is of doing Hashem's, doing the Torah is not because of reward and punishment. Uh, and for sure, it's not because uh, the mitzvah makes sense. Like, oh, it makes sense to do this mitzvah for whatever reason, therefore I'm going to do it. Rather, the reason why you do it is because they all are a chayk, all the mitzvahs are chukim, and they're all ratzin Hashem, meaning even the mitzvahs that we do understand, essentially, it's really above tam vedas, and it's one with Hashem and one with his ratzin. Therefore, when you fulfill this mitzvah, you're really fulfilling, uh, and why do you fulfill it? Mekayimam nei ratzin apashat sheboi ba'adam. Therefore, when, the, when you do the mitzvah, it's because of your rats and pashat. As we know in the famous idea of the Rambam, that he says that a person doesn't want his a person, the lach is, if you, uh, in order to divorce his wife, he has to want to divorce his wife. He can't be machriach, he can't force a person to divorce his wife. So the Rambam says, what happens if he doesn't want to divorce his wife? He says, you force him, you hit him and beat him until he says, I want to divorce my wife. So I, if you're forcing him and you're beating him, and he says, I want to divorce my wife, he doesn't really want to do it. You're forcing him to, to say that I want to. So what, what is it? his words mean nothing because he's being forced to say those words. So the Rambam answers is, is no, because the real rutzen, the real desire of the person is to do the right thing, is to do what Hashem wants. And it's just that Yetzirah, it's the Yetzirah that's, in a sense, holding him back from doing the right thing, his his, 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 his pride, his arrogance, his uh, mean-spiritedness, whatever the reasoning is. But truly within himself, a person wants to do the right thing because he has an afshalakis, he has a ratz and pashat. He's one with Hashem and he has a true desire to do what Hashem wants. And he wants to do this with kawals all and with mysterious nefesh. And then it's understood that since we were promised that, that if we do Hashem's, we go in Hashem's statutes, then Hashem will give us the rain. It's understood that this type of anhaga, which, which is the that is totally all the good that's going to happen to us. Meaning, what the Rebbe is trying to say, is that the purpose why we're doing the Torah mitzvahs is ultimately because of our unity and our oneness with Hashem. And this is Hashem's ratzen, and our ratzen is to do what Hashem wants. But when you connect to that unity with Hashem, and you, then automatically all the brachas will come, and of course all the curses will not. Well, maybe all the curses will be transformed to, to brachas, as Chassidus explains. But if you come to say, within Tarsh this Shmua that I heard from my Rebbe is a nice one, this Shmua that I heard from my Rebbe is not a good one, which you're not allowed to do, then Avera is greater than another Avera, and ultimately you'll come to Hafid bin Tarsh Bachsav and Tarsh You're going to say, Mekabal Tarsh Bachsav Ke'ikr. He says, once you start, in a sense, separating and saying which shmuas of Tarsh is good, eventually it comes to say, is the Tarsh that's the main thing. Tarsh you know, the rabbis made it up, whatever. It's a secondary. But how is that? A person who conducts himself in such a way, that's the opposite of the Torah, and causes himself, causes to hold back the blessings from coming. So, 
וזהו שכוסב רש"י בפרשס הכלולס הטיפחה, המאיר על הפסקו פירד, נסו נתחס בספר. והתאיר הזויס, אז דבוקו זה לזה. כי ההפך הברכה בא ידי זה שמפסיקים בספר, בצ'ס תורש ברכסה, והתאיר ברכסה תורש ברכסה. He says, this is what Rashi's hinting at. He says, Parshas HaKolalis, the Tipcha, the, the cantillation note, HaTipcha, again, is always to make a comma after that word, to separate this word and the next one. So when you have the Tipcha under the word HaSefer, so you're separating between the Sefer and HaTayr HaZois. So the Sefer, as we know, is Tershbech Saf. HaTayr HaZois, as we already explained, is Tershbech Saf. That which you learn, in a sense, from the Diukum, the extra words, extra letters inside of the and you're making a separation between these two things, then you get the Kalos come. So what's the reasoning? This is the chinus of Sirsa Nefesh, he says the cause for this period is because you do not feel the level, you're not able to tap into the Madriga, which is Ashur like cause of the Sefer Taira Zeis. Meaning is, there's the level of the Taira, and then there's even levels which are greater and deeper than the Taira. Which are, so that, that in a sense, they're higher in the Taira, that it cannot even be explained and said explicitly within the Torah. Because ultimately the Torah is Chachmas HaShel Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the, the person has certain madrigas within him, which is even higher than the Chachmas HaShel Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's the idea of Mesir Snapesh. That's why it says in uh, different places in Chassidus that there, there's no command in the Torah regarding Mesir Snapesh, because Mesir Snapesh is higher uh, than the Torah, because it's higher than Tam Vedas. The Torah is Chachmasai, Shel Kadosh Baruch Hu, and the Inyan of Mesir's Nefesh is higher. So the Inyan of Avas Hashem, there is a mitzvah. Why? Because it makes sense to love Hashem. Uh, you have to love Hashem, Ki Hu Chayacha, He is your life. But Mesir's Nefesh is that you're throwing your life away for the sake of Hashem. That's higher uh, than Tam Vedas. Therefore, it's not written in the Torah. Uh, of course, not a discussion for now, but of course, you know, obviously there is a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, so the Rebbe does discuss that. How can we say there's no tzivri of Kiddush Hashem? The Torah, there is a command, and it's one of the meaning, the Raman counts, it's one of the mitzvahs. So what does these Mamarin Chassidus mean when it said that there is no uh, mitzvah of Mesir Snafesh? But that's not a discussion for today, and we'll get to that eventually. But someone who does feel this level of Asher Laikasov, that he knows that there's the levels which are within him that are deeper and are not being expressed in the Torah, clearly at least, that is poil in him not to make any differentiation and a hefzik between the Pratea Torah. But Ad Rabbi, he's kind, kulam kbalas al Masir's nafesh. Just like the Pshutish Shal Mikra, the purpose of writing this Pasuk, that all the sicknesses and makas which are not written is to be piled on the person, to be more careful with his fulfillment of Torah Mitzvahs. Same idea is this deeper Pshat, Asher Laikasuv, that there's a deeper Madrega within the person that he's able to fill the Torah Mitzvahs because, because he's one with Hashem ultimately, that, uh, who, uh, that he has a Ratzin Pasha within him to do what the Ratzin of Hashem is, which is even higher than any type of Tamadas. He says, now we understand the connection of Parshat Natsavan to the time we read it, which is always before Rosh Hashanah. 
But you're able to rise above who you are. You could always change. You don't, you're, not, you're never stuck. Even uh, it might seem in your life you've acted in a particular way your entire life. And this is the way you were taught. And this is your environment. And you've been doing it for so many years. And you've tried so many times to change. And you haven't been successful. But the power of tshuva is that you could always change. And you could always return to Hashem and fix who you are. So it's the idea of tapping within yourself. Kuchus, which are higher than tamadas. Therefore, the tshuva has the capability to fill the pigomim, uh, the pigomim are the marks within, within the person's neshama, which happens because he lacked, he didn't do tayar mitzvahs. And that can be in two ways. When a person does a lois, let's say, in a sense that cuts off a certain connection that he had with Hashem. And also when a person does a mitzvah essay, it's explained in Chassidus, when you do a mitzvah essay, that draws the or of Kedusha within you. And if you skip that mitzvah, that light... Well, is, is always missing and can never be returned. But there are levels of tshuva, deep levels of tshuva, that even that which is lacking, because you didn't do a mitzvah essay, and for sure, because of something which was ruined, because of a loisa essay, is able to be fixed. Um, therefore, Chodesh Elul, especially the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, because uh, it's, the, it's the Shabbos that that's blessed, uh, Rosh Hashanah is being blessed from, it's the time of Tshuva and B'kashas Rachamim. Therefore, we read Parshas Tzavim, because there's many Pesukim in Parshas Tzavim which talks about the Indian of Tshuva. Therefore, Rashi comes with the warning. He says, don't make a hapstick between the Torah. You either you have to fulfill all of them, uh, which is even higher than Hashem Alekechem. Higher, because even Yudke Vavke, this is Seder Hashtalshlis, the deepest levels of Seder Hashtalshlis, Yud of Yudke Vavke is Chachmat, you need to go to reach the level which is higher than Hashem Lekechem. And this is through the Indian of Bals Al Mesir's Nefesh, which is higher than Seichel. And that, of course, is the idea of Tshuva. So the Indian of Avodus of Tshuva and the Indian of Mesir's Nefesh of Bals Al, they're really very, really the, all the same concept. Seichel limits you. But when the person has Kabbal Sol, and he has Mr. Snefesh, um, which, you know, many times Kabbal Sol will need that Mr. Snefesh, when Kabbal Sol could be the hardest Mr. Snefesh a person can have, because Seichel, and emotionally, and everything else is telling him not to do what Hashem wants, and you have that Kabbal Sol, that could be the greatest Mr. Snefesh, that you're going against everything that makes sense to you. And that essentially is the union of Tshuva, you're going against the odds, going against everything. But nonetheless, this idea, even though in a sense it's a warning, but it only comes in Parash Rashi in our Parsha. First of all, it's in Tersh Peh, it's not in Tersh Vichsav, and it's in our Parsha, not in last week's Parsha. Why? Tersh Vichsav, Parsha Sava, and it's also Rak Beremes. So in 
when is it clear that's in Torah Shabbat and in our parsha? When is there a hint for it in Torah Shabbat? That's in last week's parsha, and it's only a remez. He says the general difference between our two parshas is parshas Torah is parshas Kisava is giving you a warning to stay away from bad. Right? It's giving you the punishment, which the idea is, of course, stay away from doing anything which is wrong. So it's not explicit the idea of tshuva over there and the avoid of transforming darkness to light. On the contrary, it's in a sense trying to protect you from ever going into darkness. It's saying don't do all any of these bad things because this will happen to you. So it's telling you don't, don't do anything wrong. So it's still within the realms of chachma, chachma and das, seichal. The whole concept of Ra is that Hashem made everything for her sake, even the Rasha for when, means from the, according to Hasidus, means even the Rasha for the, for the time where his Ra, his evil, will turn into day. Meaning, as, on one hand, you can say, Gam Rasha, means also the Rasha for the day of his punishment. Hashem creates everything for a reason. Even the Rosh will have his day of punishment. But Alpi Hasidus, it means that the Rosh was created in order to transform the Ra into good. Because if he does something wrong, and then he does truth, and then the Ra that was in him becomes good. So even in Parshish Kisava, you have this idea of Baremis. Because this, that there is an union of Ra that you have to stay away from, the whole purpose of it is to transform it to light. So of course, this is the Kayach of Tshuva, which can transform darkness to light. But that's only Baremis. Clearly, in Torah Shmichzav, it's trying to hold you back from going into that situation. It's just that Baremez, you have to think, wait a second, this that Hashem gives us the potential for bad, that itself must have a reason. And that, of course, is to transform it. Therefore, Torah Shmichzav, that's the Lashon of Torah. This is the Lashon of Hashem, which was said, This is before our Avedah. This is Hashem's Lashon. This idea comes Baremez. Therefore, says Parshas Tzavim though talks about Avodas Tshuva, meaning is after all the discussion um, in Parshas Kisava, and even part of part of Parshas Tzavim speaks about the the bad and the and the rebuke. And also talks about the idea of tshuva is a deeper, greater level of tshuva. Meaning, there's the true level of tshuva that a person returns to Hashem on his own, and then there's a much greater level of tshuva that Hashem uh, uh, cuts, in a sense, the foreskin of your heart to cause you to return. It's a much, much deeper level, and therefore you need Hashem's help. Therefore, this remez in Rashi is said specifically in our parsha. Because in this week's parsha, it's it's the idea of tshuva, and therefore in this week's parsha, we're able to give this hint about a deeper level of serving Hashem, uh, that unity, that serving Hashem l'mayim Vadas. Right. So that's why um, he he. I mean, it's interesting. Rebbe earlier says Alpha Pikin Harizem Furish Rak Bepirish Rashi Uba Parsha Seno. Over here he says more the lashon lechein esparsh haremez. Because on the one hand, it's still obviously just a hint. You know, Rashi's not trying to tell us about what our Aveda is. 
but on the other hand, if you look deeper into Rashi, it's clear what he's trying to say is that there's this ability to make um, a hefsek. There's this ability to make a hefsek between the Torah Shvichsav and the Torah Shvalpeh. But Karin Oyse B'Shabbos Therefore, we read this before Rosh Hashanah, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, and a good thought, and for sure a good word, Hashem combines it and connects it to Maisa. So, even more than that is Truva, as we know the Allah, that even a thought of doing Truva makes a person a Tzadik Gomer, a person has a hero Truva, he becomes a Tzadik Gomer. We'll stand strong in front of Hashem, all of us in front of Hashem. And we will be shining, and we will be in existence, and we will be standing, and we will make for all of us. So it's an interesting Lashen. Um, it says, So he quotes this from a Tanchuma. Also, that the idea is that he, over there he discusses how the difference between the Arasha and the Tzaddik is, or the Yidin, the Rashaim, he calls it the Rashaim and the Yisrael, is that when a Rasha, when his day of bad comes, when Hashem turned things over for him, he's done, he's finished. Masha'inkin, the Yidin, even when they have Yisurim and they have all the Klolis, a Yid, when these things happen to him, he turns to Hashem and davens to Hashem and cries out to Hashem. And then Hashem gives him his Kiyim and, and, and makes him stand up. So the Rasha is not like the Yidin. So therefore, they don't have a kim, which means they're not, they don't exist long-term. And the Oyindim, they don't stand up. Rather, they uh, disappear. Masha'inki and the Yidin, they have a kim. And eventually, Oyindim, they stand. And they stand strong. And the Rebbe also uses the word Ni'irim, which I didn't see in the Medrash. But it could be very well much connected to the general idea of Truva, which we says that Truva is always Mimala the Begomim. When a person has begun, that means he was missing out in a certain or either he cut up, you know, when he does a asa, he misses the or that he should have had, or when he does a loisasa, he cuts off an or that his neshama has and causes it to be separated. But when you do chuva, that light returns yeah, even greater than it was. And therefore, this makes a ksiva, a uh, We should have a good gebench to the yard.